Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, what else? Hell, hallelujah, what? That's what it's all about. 
never know. Always get all we got because it can be our last, no doubt about it. So here, let's take a look at what do it says in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, then Luke 12, 12. What do it say in Luke chapter 21, 15 first, then give me Luke 12, verse 12, and we'll be off and running on take number eight. Come on. The book of Luke chapter 21, verse number 15 reads, Luke chapter 21, verse 15, for I give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Book of Luke chapter 12. Book of Luke chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. And that's the game changer right there. The righteous spirit will teach you in that very same hour what you ought to say. But one thing about teaching you in that very same hour in the wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, 1 down to verse 9 there, you know, let's get a precept on that. But remember, it'll teach you what you ought to say. But Solomon is the wisest man in the world in Second Chronicles. He asked for this wisdom, so Yahweh gave him this wisdom to teach you what you ought to say. So we're going to precept that in the book of Wisdom of Solomon. We'll look at verses um, 1 down to verse 9. Hey, What's that saying, 1 down to verse 9? Come on. The book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, verse number 1 through 9 reads, Book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, verse number 1. Lord of righteousness, you that be judges of the earth, Jacqueline was the good man, and the simplicity of man, seek him. Number 2. For he, for he will be found of them that tempt him not, and show of himself to such that do not distrust him. Verse number three. For forward thoughts correct the aqua and his power. When it is tried, reprove the unwise. Verse number four. For malicious persons, wisdom shall not enter, but dwell in the body that is subject unto sin. Verse number five. But the righteous spirit of discipline will flee, deceit, and remove from thoughts that are without understanding. When not a bad wind, Torah breaking, unrighteousness cometh in. For wisdom is a loving spirit. It will not acquit a blasphemer of his words. For Yahweh is a witness of his reigns, and a true beholder of his mind, and a hearer of his tongue. Verse number seven. For the spirit of Yahweh filleth the world. Contain all things of knowledge of the voice. Verse number eight. Therefore he, has, therefore he that speaketh unrighteous things cannot be hid. Neither shall vengeance with neither shall vengeance when it punishes passed by him. Neither shall vengeance when it punishes passed by 
Verse number nine. For inquisition shall be made into the counsel of the Yahweh, and the sound of his word shall come unto Yahweh for the manifestation of his wicked deeds. Now, that was a powerful word, Elder. You said inquisition will be made um, early part of the broadcast. What do you mean by inquisition going to be made by the... Uh, read that verse again, and, and let's, let's get the uh, national audience to be clear about inquisition will be made. So read that verse again, and, and let's find out what that word means, because that's a big word, inquisition. So we might well find out what that word means, you know, and position will be made. So read that verse again, you know, and then let's find the definition of inquisition will be made. Come on, you The Book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, verse number 9 reads, For inquisition shall be made into the council of the Anjaquali, and the son of his word shall come unto Yahweh. For the manifestation of his wicked deeds. So he said, Inquisition will be made on the Anyakwali, on their wicked deeds. See, sometimes you, and we can, we can tell when that spirit is on you from the pages of the book. Because the spirit will not allow you to be able to precept the Bible. And I don't care how you even put a coat over your head, your wicked spirit will be identified through the pages of the book as soon as you open your mouth up. And that's the great thing about it. See, we already know from the pages of the book that you got members, especially we should be doing the six anointing camps, really. Because we gotta recognize who's who because Yahweh got a great thing to do for this ministry. And all the ones that, you know, that have that spirit of faking it and not making it, it's going gonna, it gonna to show up as soon as you open your mouth. And all you do for is just mark, mark that, just mark it, and keep it moving. Because when the spirit of Yahweh is up on you, you will be able to flat out take care of y'all for our business. You're going to be coming all around with it, and you'll be ready to go. When it's time for a precept, you'll hear the precept in that verse. Oh, okay. Hmm. You put this with this and that with that. So what's that word, inquisition, Elder? So we don't um, we, um, talk pretty good. Now it's time to find out what the word inquisition is going to be made against the wicked. Come on, Elder. From the online Merriam-Webster dictionary, and it reads: Inquisition, the act of inquiring or examining. Read that again. From the uh, online Merriam-Webster dictionary, it reads: Inquisition, the act of inquiring or examining. So back in Portugal and Spain, the children of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, they were in that area. And they had to convert to be Christian. 
or get out. In the 1400s. So the big dignitaries of that time, they they knew they put a decree out of that to happen. So and they knew that when he when they came in contact with Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon in the 1400s, they played their role. But the king, the big dignitary, they said, "Wait a minute." They plan their own too good. Let's do some inquisition. Let's do some fine on them. Let's find out. Let's do some inquisition. Let's put some snakes together and let's go around the hood on the Sabbath day. Let's see if they get ready for Sunday, first day of the week, or they get ready for the Sabbath day. So they sent the Inquisition to sound the children of Israel to see what they own. Because, you know, children of Israel can put on a facade. They can put on a yes or ball spirit. It can go two ways. That's why the Bible has a double meaning. You can be a yes or ball, but you really, you really can be uh, set up, according to 315, the wicked. So they made an inquisition on the children of Israel to see was they really converted to be Christian. You see? So that's what we saying, see, right? So so Yahweh gave his ministry to, to see exactly what you own according to the page of the book. Check you out by watching you from the page of the book. If your spirit it's got a backbite murmuring complaining on what is written in this Bible, the way it's written, then we clear what you own. So you got a great big feast day coming up. And we need to know more about this great big feast day coming up. So we go on to Esther chapter three. Look at, look at 1 through 14. He got a great big feast on his way up. Now, we all line a speaker in on this is what happened a little while ago called Valentine's Day, taking them to the bone. But what about this information? Do we know anything about this right here? And after, out of the regular book, chapter 3, 1 through 14. Let's see what we, what we can get out of Esther chapter 1, I mean chapter 3, 1 through 14. Hey, uh, what do Esther uh, chapter 3, 1 through 14 say? The book of Esther, chapter 3, verse number 1 through 14 reads. book of Esther 3, verse number 1 reads. After these things did King Ahasuerus promote Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, and advanced his head his feet above all the princes that were with him. Verse number two. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman, for the king is so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Verse number three. Then the king's servants which were in the king's gate said unto Mordecai, What transgress you, the king's commandment? Verse number four. And it came to pass when they spread David unto him, and he hearkened not unto them, that they told Haman to see whether Mordecai matter would stand. 
where he had told them that he was of Yachdah Judah. Verse number five. When Haman saw that Mordecai out not, the dim reverend, then was Haman full of wrath. Verse number six. He thought to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had showed him the people of Mordecai. Before Haman sought to destroy all Yachdah Judah, they were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, even the people of Verse number seven, in the first month, that is the month Abiyah, each son, in the twelfth year of the king Ahasuerus, they cast her, that is the lot, before Haman from day to day, and from month to month, to the twelfth month, that is the month Adar. Verse number eight, and Haman said unto king Ahasuerus, there are certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. And their laws are diverse from all people. Neither can they the king laws, therefore it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. Verse number 10. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamadat, Agagite, Yachad Judah's enemy. Verse number 11. And the king said unto Haman, Give unto thee, the people also, do with them as it seemed good to you. Verse 12. Then were the king on to the on the 13th day of the first month, and there was written according to all that and commanded unto the king's lieutenant and to the governors that were over every province and to the ruling people of every province according to the writing thereof and to every people after their language in the name of King Ahasuerus was it written and sealed with the king's reign. Verse 13. And the latter was sent by post into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Yachdah Judah. Both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. Verse 14, the copy of the writing for commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people. They should be ready against that day. So it was the history of Haman to that he had um, eased himself up to be the right-hand man of descendants of the Fatic people called the Japhetites. So he had um, got himself all the way up into that position to be the right-hand man to the Japhetites. He was there. And he found out that Mordecai, from his students, that he wasn't going along with the program of Haman. So we go on a little further and find out what else happened next in the ninth chapter, one down to verse six. You won't skip down to verse sixteen really just to get our point. So Haman, the aggregate, translated date as sins of Esau, white man and white woman descendants. Same thing about Alexander, 
when you read First Maccabees one one, same people, same people. But they had a problem with Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon. So we go on to the same book in the ninth chapter. Look at one down to verse six, elders. What it says in the in the Esther nine one down to verse six. What it says, elders. The book of Esther, chapter 9, verse number 1 through 6 reads. Book of Esther, chapter 9, verse number 1. And the twelfth month, that is the month of on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put in execution, in the day that the enemies of Yahweh Judah hoped to have power over them, it was turned to the contrary that Yahweh Judah ruled them that hated them. Verse number two, Yahweh Judah gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus to lay hand on such as thought their hurt. And no man could withstand them, for the fear of them fell upon all people. Verse number three, Hold that point up. And all the rulers of the... Hold that point here just for a minute. I'll read that verse again. Um, we, we, we hear something in that verse there, and that was a profound verse you read. What did uh, Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon do in verse number two there? The book of Esther, chapter 9, verse number two reads, Yachta Judah gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of the king of Hosphorus to lay hands on such as thought they are hurt, and no man could send them the fear of them fell upon all people. Excellent. Let me put a precept on that. So, so what we're finding out is like when you read the history, um, we're going to 2nd Ezra. we come back to that in a minute, Elder. So in 2nd Ezra, we'll make it Maccabees. And let's go to the book of Maccabees, Elder. Precept out of that. So we found out. So when Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon became as one, they became as one. They started taking care of some business. Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. They was all tied together, and they came together as one because they knew their back was against the wall to be destroyed. That's a great thing. So we're going to the first book of second book of Maccabees. And we're gonna look at where did they um pull that verse to know what to do according to um now I need I need a I need a, I need to put a rabbit out there behind that hill. In the book of same book of Esther. I need a verse. And when it's 132, I need a book. I need a verse there. It talks about that the children of Gad, they knew what to do. You know, it's um, 132, I'm somewhere close to that verse. I need a I need a verse behind that. Elder King, you have to stay out when it was talked about in the book of that they knew 
by the times of what to do. So um, can you have to see out the elder on that verse there? They knew the times on what to do. Pull that verse out for the old seer there, elder. Yeah, give me one second. Mm-hmm. I think it's book. I want to tie that in because they knew the times on what to do. And that's what we want. We want that birthday up. We, we, we uh, know we're close in the book of Esther. They knew the times on what that's what we need, Elder. They knew the time, and that same thing, we have to know the times on what to do. So if we got enough on that hill to kind of pull it out, Elder, um, I'm starting right now. Uh, yeah, I believe, I, believe I, I know where, you, where you're headed to then, I believe. Hallelujah. I'm looking at uh, so, uh, I'm looking at First Chronicles chapter 12. And it reads, and of the family, the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. They what what did uh Issachar knew again there? Uh, elder, they knew what again? Elder again? Take your time that you can go up a little bit too. Uh, yeah, take your time a little bit. WCC. Um, the elder is kind of cracking every now and then, so I, I do want to get up. Nice, clear, just the foundation, real nice. So, uh, kind of hold your hand off on jiggling the wires. First Chronicles twelve thirty two again, El. First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse number thirty two reads: Now, family of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the time. They had, they had understanding of the time. Yeah, go ahead. To know what Israel ought to do. You see that? So they, they, they had understanding of the time. And they knew what Israel ought to do. You see? Time. And they knew what these Israel, the Israelites, supposed to do. And they knew. And so, was it this understanding that they knew to do? They understood the time. And they knew what to do. Because they, um, they taken the peep at what was said through the Benjamin Levite. They take, took a little page out of the book of Exodus chapter 17, verse 16. See, you got to know the times on what you're supposed to do. So in Exodus chapter 17, verse 16, we're coming back there in a minute, but we want to kind of see if we tie this in because we're waiting on those that understand you got to know what time you're in right now and what you ought to do. That's what he's saying. So and. The book of 1716 says what, Bill? The book of Exodus, chapter 17, verse 16 reads, For he said, You cannot 
because Yahweh has sworn that Yahweh will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. See, they understood, see, Mordecai understood that Haman was of this descent we read right here, of the descendants of Esau. Just like Judas Caesar understood it too. They were sons of Esau. And and what to do? Deuteronomy 25, 19 says what, El? Deuteronomy 25, verse 19. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse number 19 reads. Deuteronomy 25, verse number 19. Therefore, it shall be. Your Yahweh have given you rest from all your enemies round about in the land which Yahweh giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it, that thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Thou shalt not forget it. He's not understand that he was told that sooner or later I'm going to take care of Amalek, sins of Esau. He said, and the children of Israel understood what time they were in. So he said, sooner or later, I'm going to blot out the remembrance of Amalek. I'm going to do some damage to Amalek. That's what he said. So in Zerah chapter 12, L, verse 12 out of verse 18 says what? Zerah. Chapter 12, verse 12 down to verse 18. So we come on this broadcast. We come on this broadcast. Although we're going to put a lot of scriptures on the table, but the scripture we put on the table is for you to understand that we time in a pitch of spirit led by Yahweh. And prayerfully, you don't forget it. We're going to Sirach chapter 12, verse 12, down to verse 18. Elder, what is that? The book of Sirach chapter 12, verse number 12 through 18 reads, Book of Sirach 12, verse number 12. Set him not by thee, lest he hath overthrown thee. He stand up in thy place. You let him sit at thy right hand, lest he seek to take thy seat. And thou at the last remember my word. And be pricked therewith. Verse number 13. Who will pity a charmer that is bitten with a serpent? Any such as come nigh wild beasts. Verse 14. The one that goeth to a sinner and is defiled with him in his sin, who will pity? Verse 15. For a while he will abide with thee. But if, if thou begin to fall, he will not tarry. Verse 16. An enemy, an enemy speaketh sweetly with his lips, but in his mind he imagined how to throw you into a pit. He will weep with his eyes, but if he find opportunity, he will not be satisfied with blood. Verse 17, if adversity come upon you, you shall find him there first, and though he pretend to help you, yet shall he undermine you. Verse 17, he will shake his head, clap his hand, and whisper much, and change his countenance. Huh. Hey, now, I have a question, sir. 
chapter again, and let's read, let's keep verse 1 again and chapter 3, 1. See, remember, see, Mordecai was a Benjamite, but he was upon the battle of Judah, and Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, they knew the time. They, they knew who Haman were. But the king of Hazareth, which was of the Medes and the Persians, bloodline called Japhatic people, Japhatites, they didn't have the knowledge that Mordecai had. And, and they looked at Mordecai and said, hey, why is everybody else bowing down to Mordecai, did you know what the king did for Mordecai? Let's read the king did for Mordecai and 3 verse 1. Let's read so we get our point. What did he do for Mordecai, the king of the Jephthah people, Jephthah people? What did he do in 3 verse 1? Let's read a little bit again in 3 verse 1 again, Elder, but we can get our point. The book of Esther, chapter 3. Verse number one, we go back to three, verse one. After these things, the king of Hatsarith promote Haman, the son of Hamadatta, the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above the princes that were with him. Verse number two. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not nor did him reference. That's number three. Excellent. Excellent. So Mordecai understood what you just got to read now, Elder. And first Chronicles, what did Mordecai on the 12, verse 32, uh, first Corinthians, what, what was Mordecai working with there, Elder, again? The book of first Chronicles, chapter 12, verse number 32 reads, and of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. So, and that's the same thing you have to understand, six anointed camps. We, we're not anti anybody, we just quote six anointed camps that walked over to Israelites. You got to understand what time you're in right now. So you got to understand it's a time, as a matter of fact, we see the ABF, Phoebe, Princess Israel is coming on stage for case number eight. Let's see if we meet him and greet her. And see if we get fire knowledge. She ready to hard that microphone and do her part in case number eight. So Sister ABF, Phoebe, Princess Israel, one of the sisters out of camp one. Got five beats of that scene right. A B of Phoebe Princess Israel. Got five beats of that scene right. Yaqua bless you. Okay. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Yaqua bless you. Israel C. Royal. Hallelujah. 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 All right, uh, A.B. of Phoebe, 
So uh, we taking care of tape number eight, spirit led to Yahweh, and we found out that Mordecai understood the time. I want I want to know where did he pull that from in Ecclesiastes chapter three, one down to verse seven. And he said he understood the time thing. We try to inform the national audience, but first, the leadership of the six and only camps. You got to understand this time. What time you got to understand according to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 1 down to verse 7. What did say there, Princess? Come on. Ecclesiastics, chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. Verse 1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Verse 2, the time is the time to be born, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. Verse 3, a time to kill a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. Verse 4, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Verse 5, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. Verse 6, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. Verse 7, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. Yahweh bless you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, so that was Mordecai understood the time by understanding the scripture. It was a time for, it wasn't time to keep silent. It was a time to speak because Haman, the sinners of Esau, was saying the sinners of, uh, when you read a book called The Maccabees 1 1, the same people, Alexander, and we also read about the, the first or second emperor of Rome called Judas Caesar. Same people. Same people. And same thing with Judas Caesar did. He was the last. He was the last of Republicans. Once he got off into the Republicans of, of Rome, which the Jephthah people was running, he took over. Took over. See? That's why you have to know the times by understanding this Bible. So, so Yahweh did something, Abel Feeding, in the book of Jeremiah, because basically you got to understand your lot. See, Mordecai, Mordecai understood his lot. We got to understand our lot. This is like Jeremiah had a lot, and he wanted to get out of it. Let's see what happened, and what did Yahweh tell him? Oh, so they be a feed of Israel. And Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. What did Yahweh look in eyeball to eyeball and say to him? What did he say to him that we can read? Then we'll skip down to verse 8, down to verse 10. Let's find out what's going on here in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. And this is where we kind of unlock the awareness of the six anointed camps. You've got to understand your lot. 
your position to the page of the book. Jeremiah 1, 4, 5, 8 down to verse 10. A-B-O. Phoebus, Princess, Israel, deliver. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, 5, 8 to 10. Verse 4. Then the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, verse 5, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you, and before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a, a do I say seer, <laughs> a seer unto the nations. Verse 8. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith Yahweh. Verse 9, Then Yahweh put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And Yahweh said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Verse 10, See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah was told exactly what time that he was in to throw down a lot of bad information down and to build and to plant. I mean, get them back in order. So that's what I'm going to preach about it, uh, Francis. We're going to Job 22, Ishakar's boy, since he knew the time. Let's see what time did he know and he passed down to his descendants in 22, verse 23 down to verse 26. Let's look at this thing here and be real carefully that you got to understand what time period you're in right now. And the certain things before come out of your mouth at this time, it's on this broadcast, and we look through the whole six anointed chapter of Yahweh's voice number to his life. We understand what time we in right now, according to Job 22, verse 23 down to verse 26. What is that in Job 22, verse 23 down to verse 26? What is that at? Hey, Bill, be that, Princess. Job chapter 22, verse 23 to 26. Verse 22. Receive, I pray you, the law from his mouth, and the law of, and and lay up his words in your mind. Verse 23. If you return to the Almighty, you shall build up, you shall put away iniquity, sin, after the tabernacle, the temples. Verse 24, then shall you lay up gold as dust, and the gold of the aphers as the stone of the book of the brooks. Verse 25, yea, the Almighty shall be your defense, and you shall have plenty of silver. Verse 26, for then shall you have your delight in the Almighty, and shall lift up your face unto Yahweh. Mm-hmm. I'll read verse 23 again. Take your time and read that verse again. Uh, so Job, read that verse 23. Real catch. 23. Job, chapter 22, verse 
If you return to the Almighty, you shall be built up, and you shall put away iniquity far from your tabernacle. So, he says, if you return to Yahweh, you shall be built up. Yeah. So you got to return to Yahweh, and you shall be built up. Yeah. That's the game changer. So if you don't turn to Yahweh, you're not going to be built up. And you're not going to understand the times of the, of, of the times, and you're going to be all over the place. Now, you know, we need to get a case in point of that in the book of Jaffa, Elder. We need to go to the 23rd chapter, verse 40 to 47, Elder, Yahweh. We got to get a case in point. So, so what we have to do, especially in leadership, we have to be able to look at those that understand the time we're in right now. Like Mordecai understood that he, didn't, he had no place to bow down to Esau and his five sons, descendants, that, that produced Alexander, the Macedonian by taking over, over the Japhetic land. That produced Judas Caesar. And once they get once they got in to your outfit, they're taking it over. So the last Republican of Rome was Julius Caesar. He got in as the last, you know what he did? Knocked off Japhetic people. And from that point on, They've been in charge ever since of Rome because Rome was up on the side doing the same thing again. They brought Zeppo in. Zeppo taking over, called his sons and daughters from the sins of Esau in because he was a great warrior. So they had Japhetic peoples in power. The Roman uh, Republicans were headed by Japhetic people. But Esau was there all the time, see, because he didn't understand the signs of the time. And then when soon as Julius Caesar hooked up with another descendant of Esau, they took over. And from that point on, they've been in charge of the Roman Empire, became the Roman Empire here. That point, it did so you have to know signs now. Elder Abraham and his son Isaac, they were told to go on a journey. Elder. And they were told to go on a journey to sacrifice the boy there. And we want to see did everybody that was aboard understood the well, let's take a look at um, what we're working with in the book of um, Jaffer. I'm looking for my book now, but the spirit of Yahweh is going to Jaffer anyway. So, and we know the verses are 49 and verse 47. So, you take it from there, Elder, and let's see exactly what happens by you have people around you that is not going to understand the time. And you got to recognize them that's not going to understand the signs of the time and make adjustments the same way that Abraham going to do 
with his son Isaac, and his elder son Ishmael is there, and his right hand man is Eliezer. He's there too. Let's find out what happened on this conversation. Take your time, elder, and deliver a knockout blow. Come on. In the book of Jasher, chapter 23, verse number 40 through 47 reads, book of Jasher 23, verse number 40, Abraham went with Isaac toward the place that Yahweh had told him, verse 41, now the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place at a distance, which Yahweh had told him of, verse 42, and a pillar of fire appeared to him from the earth to heaven, and a cloud of honor, greatness, upon the mountain, and the greatness of Yahweh was seen in the cloud. Verse number 43, Abraham said to Isaac, my son, does thou see in that mountain, which we perceive at a distance, that which I see upon it? Verse 44, and Isaac answered and said unto his father, I see, and lo, a pillar of fire, and a cloud, and the greatness of Yahweh is seen upon the cloud. Verse 45, Abraham knew that his son Isaac was accepted before Yahweh for a burnt offering. Verse 46, Abraham said unto Eliezer, and unto Ishmael his son, Do you also see that which we see upon the mountain which is at a distance? Verse 47, and they answered and said, We see nothing more than like the other mountains of the earth. And Abraham knew that they were not accepted before Yahweh to go with him. And Abraham said to them, Abide you here with the ass, while I and Isaac, my son, will go to yonder mountain and worship there before Yahweh, and then return to you. So, Understand a lot of things that would not be seen, and you'll be wondering why they don't see what you see, and 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 you will not see the lot that you're supposed to be in, and you wonder, well, what happened? Why this person would can't keep up? Person right here, he's got to understand something. This thing is already set up. And you have to recognize the spirit of the Bible that he will reveal to you who's going to move forward. And it got nothing to do with seniority. It's got something to do with the word of Yahweh. So Abram understood that his right-hand man and his firstborn son did not see what Isaac think. And Mordecai was able to go into this book and see what time it was to do. It was a time not to be silent. It was time now to speak and organize. So now we're going back to that. Now we're going back to that first Maccabees again, Elder. We're going back to second book of Maccabees, chapter two, verse uh, forty-two to forty-four. Second book of Maccabees, chapter 2, verse 42 down to verse 44. Because one thing about it, the moves and the shakers will be identified from the pages of the book. 
and you have to recognize them through the spirit of the book. So people were sitting in different parts of the kingdom, and look what happened here in First Maccabees. First Maccabees. I'm not find a book. So you know what I want. Verse 42 down to verse 44. I want, I want the Athenians. Uh, Athenians is another group of Israelites. And they were sitting on the sideline. And let's see what they did in what First Maccabees chapter 2, verse 42 down to verse 44. What did they do ever? The book of First Maccabees chapter 2. Verse number 42 through 44 reads. First Maccabees chapter 2, verse 42. They came there unto him, a company of Assyrians, who were mighty men of Israel, even all such as were voluntarily devoted unto the Torah instruction, the law. Verse 43. Also all they that fled for persecution joined themselves unto them, and were a state unto them. Verse 44, so they joined their forces and smote the sinful men in their anger and wicked men in their wrath, but the rest fled to the nation for security. Yeah. So you see, that's why it happens to So you see, that's why we know the size of the time. The size of the time is what we're looking at right now that the Athenians will be joining forces with Yahweh's voices of the two Israelites. They might come out of, we don't know where they're going to come out of, but we're going to recognize them all from the page of the book. They might even come out of the WCC, World Council Church. They might even come out of the Roman Empire, the Roman Catholic Church. They might come out of the Latter-day Saints out of Utah Committee Board. We don't know how it's going to happen. But we're going to watch them all from the pages of the book. But they're going to join in up on the battle of Yahweh's voice number two is life because of the law, statutes, and the commandments we go, and this is what we are. We're not anti-anybody, and we're not, we don't join in with nobody. All of them will join in with us because we got the word of Yahweh to show you exactly what this man's saying and tell you exactly what time it is today. That's how it's going to happen. See, so when we do hear the calls coming in, it's all about one thing. How to join in to your Israel. Well, you got to keep the law, statutes, and commandments. And you got to know the signs of the time. Well, I know the signs of the time where Yahweh is getting to you. He'll show you the signs of the time. And we'll recognize you from the pages of his book. Hmm? Now, we're going to watch you all from the page of this book. We know when you're ready, because we already know that something was said in Daniel. Yeah. We already know this is going to tell you already in Daniel chapter 11, and we'll pick it around by verse number 12. Let's see the say in Daniel chapter 11, verse 12. Let's read a little bit until we get our point. And see, now once this verse is read, those with understanding, those understand that, wait a minute, if this was read here, what's going on? Daniel chapter 11, and we'll pick it up, um, let me swing over there, I might want to, I might want to make a little, little meal out of this, uh, you know? 
I might want to make a little meal out of this in Jackie chapter 11. I might want to make a little meal out of this. Let's look at Daniel chapter 11, and we're going to pick it up at verse number, well, that's, that's pretty good. We'll pick up at verse number 14. What it says in Daniel chapter 11, verse 14, let's read a little bit till we can, can get our point a little bit. Come on. 11, 14, start with that. Y'all come on. The book of Daniel chapter 11, verse number 14 reads, Look at Daniel 11, verse 14. Then those times that shall many stand up against the king of the south, also the robbers of your people shall exalt themselves to establish the vision, but they shall fall. Verse 15. So the king of the north shall come and cast up a mountain and take the most fenced cities, and the arms of the south shall not withstand it is chosen people. Then shall there be any strength to withstand. Verse 16. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good, El. El, read verse 14 again, El. The book of Daniel chapter 11, verse number 14 reads, And in those times there shall many stand up against the king of the south. Also the robbers of your people shall exalt themselves to establish the vision, but they shall fall. Hey, so you see, what he's saying here, Elder, that, um, see this, uh, the South, they're talking about the descendants at this time, they're talking about the descendants of Egypt. And, and that now, this is called the Ishmael descendants today. And also, the robbers of your people come set up, and they established a vision. You see what they did? Now, the robbers of your people, uh, he turned Daniel. The, the robbers of your people, Daniel. Yeah. That's big talk to them. So you got the precept there to find out who is Daniel people in 613 of the same book. Who is Daniel people? that he's talking about the robbers going to stand up against you, that is the vision. So these robbers, we've got to find out something, Elder, by precepting that to Daniel 6.13. What is that in Daniel 6.13? The book of Daniel 6, verse number 13 reads, Then answer they and said before the king that Daniel which are the children of the captivity of Yachtah Judah. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? So you see, Daniel's people was of the captivity of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, because all those tied together. So we, we, we found out that the robbers of your people from the status of Egypt. The robbers going to Jump your people's Daniel. You see what's going on here? The robbers of your people is going to jump your people. Now we're going back and find out a little bit more about this. Now what we left off on, and let's come back to that third chapter, verse 8. Let's see what the robbers of your people says in the book called Esther, chapter 3, verse 8 down to verse number 
Let's see what the let's see what the robbers of your people say. They had them. They got in power. They jumped. They got tied in with Japhetic people, the Medes and the Persians. They were dark skinned people. Esau his five songs, Haman got in tight with them. So he got tight with them by knowing his history. And then he looked keen eyeball to eyeball and said, what? In verse number eight. Let's see what he says in verse number eight. One more game. Verse eight, let's read a little bit and see what he said to the king after he had him warn him over. Whatever the king wanted to be done, he was ready to go. I take it. I do it. I do it. I remember a brother we had in class, a member of brothers back in the days, and his brother, he always would volunteer so fast to do anything that needed to be done. Quick. Matter of fact, he had his better ass to bring all the food you can shake a stick at and eat. And everything that needs to be done. Hey, see it. I do it. I do it. I do it. Always ready to do something. You ready? Always ready. I get the truck. I get this. I do it. I do it. Everybody looking at him. But, and we was watching him. He was ready to always volunteer to take the lead, like this guy right here. Well, that's no story. We'll leave that alone for right now and get back to this. So you got to watch the one. Yeah, watch them all on the pages of the book. Now, after he had um, eased in up on the Japhetic people, Saturn, big dignitary. Then all of a sudden, Something came on his mind. Let's see what came on his mind in verse 8. Again, what came on his mind in verse 8 after he got the king all in his corner about being a, I do it, I take care of this, whatever you need, king, I got it. Verse 8. Let's read with video. Come on. The book of Esther, chapter 3. Number 8, read. And Haman said unto King Ahasuerus, there's a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. And their laws are diverted from all people, either keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. Verse number nine. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasury. Verse number 10. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy, Yachtad Judah's enemy. Verse 11. Hey, Jack. And the king. Did he hear what's going on here? Did he hear what's going on here? After he had um, moved him over, moved him over, but see, the Japhetic people didn't, under, didn't understand what Mordecai understood. See, in the book, A.B. of Judges chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3, and I'm going to swing back now, back over to what we left off on, and after 9, or after 
uh, Princess Israel read what was told 12 tribes of Israel upon a Hoshea, the big dignitary at that time. Judges 2, 1, 2, and 3. What was told that Princess Israel? Judges chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Verse 1. And the angel, the ministering spirit of Yahweh, came unto Galgad to Bathshah and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you into the land which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Verse 2, and you shall, know, you shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land, and you shall throw down your altars, their altars, sorry, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Verse 3, wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as a thorn in your side. And their yakwas on yakwe, false yakwas, shall be a sneer unto you. Hallelujah, yakwa. Mm-hmm. Three, three. Three, three. Go ahead, read verse three. Verse three. Oh, I read three. You want me to read it again? Wherefore I also. That's good. That's good. You read. That's good. So we found out that um. See, Mordecai had his written records, but the fatty people wasn't given those written records. They look at they they looked at um uh, Saint John. What they were going on was Saint John seven twenty four. What it said in Saint John seven twenty four. What was the sentence of the Hawaiian people today, the fatty people? What were they working with according to seven twenty four Saint John? John chapter 7 verse 24 judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment mm-hmm. so you see the Japanese people the call the Hawaiian people today they went on appearance they looking at they went because a man said that he was able to do anything you need to be done. And he was so loyal, but he had a plan in his mind, just like, but see, Mordecai had the record. ABLC, he had, he had the record of Deuteronomy, their ABLC, and see, that's what we have, the record, 17 chapters. We got the record of what it says to read, to watch you from the page of the book. What it says we can read in the 17th chapter of Deuteronomy. This is Malachi had, or Mordecai, Mordecai had the record. 17 verse 12, and we'll take it out of verse 15. Let's see what Mordecai was looking at when he seen Haman, the sinners of Esau, Translate today as the white man and the white woman. He was watching from the page of the book, and he knew what the record was said to Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 17, 12 down to verse 15. What did it say there? 
presumptuously, sorry, and will not hearken unto the priest that stood to minister, therefore, before Yahweh, your Yahweh, or unto the judge. Even that man shall die, and you shall put away the evil of Israel. Verse 13, and all the people shall hear and fear and do no more presumptuously. Verse 14, when you are come unto the land which Yahweh your Yahweh giveth you, and shall possess it, and shall dwell therein, and shall say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. Verse 15, you shall in any wise set him king over you, whom Yahweh your Yahweh shall choose. One from among the brethren shall you set king over you. And you may as not set a stranger over you, which is not your brother. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you see, so you see you see what Mordecai understood the scripture. He knows that, that the descendants of the white people today they're supposed to have nobody of not of their bloodline that close to because they had their rest. And Mordecai understood that, wait a minute, by him being not of the bloodline of Japanic people, he had no business in that position. And I understand my sympathy like we know today. We don't participate or bow down to any king that's not of our brother. See, it got to be of your brother, and you know what we do today? If we do everything, we can go to the flea market, and we look and buy everything from somebody look like somebody else. So we violate scriptures all over the place. It says you both put nobody over you unless you're from your bloodline from. But you know what we do? we more comfortable with people look like Somebody else, and that's why we always have been overthrown. Because every move we make, we comfortable with somebody that looks like somebody else. See? Not your brother. He said, in no wise you put a king over you unless it's your brother. That's why Mordecai did not bow down to Haman or uh, nobody else. Yeah. But he didn't want to say the Japanic king's life. And he found the record, say, man, Mordecai saved, our life, saved, uh, saved the life of prior times. And, and what happened? Did we reward him for anything? No, we didn't reward him for nothing. See? It was a record on you, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. And the sins of Esau said, it's a certain people over there of Mordecai descent. They ain't, they ain't fit to live. See that? So you see how manipulation can happen to you once you all of a sudden feel that somebody's supposed to look like somebody else to be over you. And remember we read about and 
book of first book of the book called the Maccabees. The Athenians came had joined forces for what kind of people was that? Of the same bloodline of the children of Israel. Remember, the wicked joined forces to deliver you up. When you find out about the wrong Republican, you find the wrong Republican was the bad people. But when you start getting around 60 BC, you're going to start firing out that a union was taken by the last Republican going right off into the Roman Empire was Julius Caesar. Julius of Esau. He stand up under the Japanese people, up them off, and ran from this point to this day of And guess what? We fall in the same trend today. Look at your leaders. Look what they always try to do for you. Always try to bring you to other nations to integrate in with other nations. Huh? Every leader you put your hand on, look what they did. They never understood this book. That's why we trying to show you what time you in this day. You don't get this thing right. You got to understand what this book is saying like Mordecai did. You understand the signs of the time. It says you plainly what not to do in verse 15. Read again, 17, 15. It tells you, the children of the book, the bloodline Israelites, it tells you what not to do and what Mordecai was looking at. Read again that dog. Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 15. You shall in any wise set him king over you, whom Yahweh your Yahweh shall choose. One from among your brethren shall you set king over you, and you mayest not set a strange a stranger over you, which is not your brother. You hear that? So you see that? And that's why we got so many uh, leaders that, I mean, leaders that have led the children of Israel, when you call African American Negroes, they always come up to y'all because they always try to bring the people back to contrary to the Bible. That's why you got to say the book. And you gotta understand something. Everybody has joined forces to deliver you up. Now you gotta understand that it's now it's time for you to come out that spirit and get behind this ministry. Because we're watching everything from the page of the book. Get behind this ministry. Because we're gonna put together what you need to have for the coming of YHWH. According to the page of the book. So you'll see all those stuff been on the table, it don't work. You know why? Because you know who was absent? The Bible. Remember Michael King, Arthur King, you know what he read? Uh, Gumby's book. 
He didn't read no Bible. He, he didn't make no decision called this Bible. He was looking at somebody over there in uh, what was Gummy from the hill? What was he from? India somewhere. Is that correct, the hill? Yes, sir. That's where he was from. Well, that, that, that wasn't his brother. Well, you don't read that book for. This is the book you're supposed to be reading. This book right here. This book will tell you what to do and what not to do. And you know what God said he's going to do? Do what he said he's going to do in 18 verse 4 of Isaiah. When the precept on that 515 of Hosea there, he told Isaiah 700 B.C. He said, you know what I'm going to do, Isaiah? You, you're the man of the hour this time. I'm going to do an 18 verse 4, and then I'm going to tell the book of Hosea 515 what I'm going to do. And y'all will have it in writing what I'm going to do. What are you going to do, Elder? 18 verse 4 of Isaiah and precept that to Hosea 515. What does it say? The book of Isaiah, chapter 18, verse number 4 reads, So Yahweh said unto me, I will take my rest. Now consider in my dwelling place like a clear heat upon herbs and like a cloud of dew and the heat of the harvest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The book of Hosea, chapter 5, verse number 15 reads, I will go and return to my place to the acknowledge their offense and seek my faith. In their affliction, they will seek me early. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm just going to watch you. I'm, I'm going to see what you make a Bible decision. I'm going to sit there and watch you. I got all this big old book. Always got a fear in every walk of life to show you what you what time you're in right now. I'm going to sit there and watch you and see what you're going to do. I want you to come watch you. See if you pray a fear in and never mind. So Mordecai understood all this good stuff. So in the ninth chapter of the book of Esther, because something's coming up, so we found out they got together. Now read that verse 2. So this is what they did. They got together. They did about Athenians did. But the wicked have always got together to deliver you up. What you mean by that? WCC. What it means we can all gather together and deliver us up? Well, they always have got together. Um, hold that point there. You know, let me take care of WCC, the World Council of Churches, real quick now. Go to Psalm 1000 BC, Psalm 83. In Psalm 83, it was already prophesied in verse 3 exactly, and all I want is the one, two punch. We reach out to get the one, two punch. You always have been a thorn in your side, but you never know it. You never, you, you never knew the thorn in your side, even to this day. But it was already told by to David, a thousand BC, about you have a thorn in your side, David, that was read by Prince of Israel early in Judges 1, 2, and 3. And here goes here go the thorn in your side. Then and now. 
Psalm 83, pick up verse 3, we'll read down to meet the top two lines there. Come on, yo. The book of Psalms, chapter 83, verse number 1 through 6. Psalms 83, verse number 3 through 6. The book of Psalms 83, verse 3. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted against your hidden ones. Verse number 4. They have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Verse number five, for they have conspired together with one consent. They are confederate against you. Verse six, the tabernacle of Edom and the Ishmaelites. So there go the two again. They go the two again that have delivered you up. Headed by Esau. And the Ishmaelites. But they all have changed their names to other names today. One become you, and other become Arab. You know what? The word Arab is not a bloodline. That's not only being a, a wanderer, a bet, moves around. That's not a bloodline. Ishmaelites. Ishmaelites. That's, that's the bloodline. They're like a. Uh, that only showing the, the color of the skin, red. Red. That's not a bloodline. It's Esau. Bloodline. See, the Bible talks about bloodline. You know what I'm saying? Bloodline. Bloodline, this man deal with bloodline. He made his claim with children of Israel, watch things through the bloodline. He called Moses. And said, Moses, look at you watch and rehearse things through the bloodline. That's what you do. Bloodline. Put a one sixteen through eighteen and number. That there was first chronicles nine one L. So bloodline. You gotta watch things through bloodline, but you got wicked. But you gotta understand something. You gotta watch your five bloodline. Okay? And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna show you what we mean after we get through the book of Jeremiah 30, verse 4. Because he said he's going to do something. And watch what he said he's going to do with Jeremiah in time to come after he'll knock out these two verses right here. What is that? Else? The book of Numbers, chapter 1, verse number 16 and verse number 17 reads. Take it down to 18. The book take of it Num- on down to 18. Take it number 16. Take it down to 18 and just stole on down to uh, first quarter of 9-1. Come on, yeah. Book of Numbers, chapter 1, verse 16 to 18, read. Book of Numbers, chapter 1, verse 16. These were the renowned of the congregation, princes of the tribes of their fathers, heads of thousands in Israel. Verse 17, and Moses and Aaron took these men, which are expressed by their names. Verse 18, they assembled all the congregation together on the first day of the second month, and they declared their pedigree after their families by the house, the family of their fathers, according to the number of the names from 20 years old, by their poles. 
So they, so they always rehearse the right to talk about their bloodline. They understood their bloodline. And you know, maybe tomorrow, life lesson, I'm going to show you what happens uh, to the people that uh, once they were scattered, they thought things contrary to the bloodline, and they end up coming out with a name called Bantu. When you get a name called Bantu, the Bantu people, now you got big congregations over there in the west part of the land they call West Africa, they call themselves the Bantu. They, they, don't, they don't know how they became Bantu. What is the meaning of the word Bantu? Yaqua's voice over to this line, I'm saying exactly what the word means. Huh? We know what it means, Bantu. We are Bantu people. What's that word mean? We know what it means. But we just can't cover anything. Of his own table. So, when you violate scripture, you're going to be running to all these names that's not got nothing to do with your birth certificate. The birth certificate is chapter 1 1 down to verse 7. That's your birth certificate name. Any other name besides that is, is called polluted and it's uh, corrupt. Your birth certificate name is in Exodus chapter 1. One through seven. Nobody called Bantu, nobody called Hebrew, and nobody called Jew. But you birth. Why you gotta know your pedigree? What it said nine one. Big old, look what it said nine one. The book of First Chronicles, chapter nine, verse number one reads So all Israel were reckoned by genealogy. And all Israel is reckoned. All Israel, the Israelites, is reckoned through genealogy. All that's how you reckon through genealogy. So when we go to Matthew chapter 1 there, on the right side of the book, see, they rehearse these things. They don't rehearse it now. They, 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 they don't rehearse Maccabee, I mean, Matthew 1, 1 and 2. They don't rehearse this no more. They don't rehearse this no more. Matthew 1, 1 and 2. When, did they, when do they rehearse this right here? Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. First, just in the, they call on the right side of the book called New Testament. But nobody reads chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. What does it say? Book of Matthew chapter 1, verse number 1 and 2 reads. Book of Matthew 1, verse number 1. The book of the generations of Yahweh the Son. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Verse number two. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, begot Judah and his brethren. Mm-hmm. And and his mission was to do what in verse 21? And what, and what was the mission of What was the understanding for the book of the generation of Yahweh, the son of son, David, the son of Abraham? We got Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. So now you see where Yahweh's song coming out of Israel. Look, look, look what the mention was in verse 21. The book of Matthew 1, verse 21. He shall bring forth a son that shall call his name Yahweh the son. And he shall save his people from their sins. Now look how plain that is. Now look at it. 
So you see, so you see what bloodline is coming out to, and now you understand what his mission was to do, save his people from sin. His people. See that? His people is Abraham, Isaac, and his people. And I witness, I'll tell you who his people is in uh, St. John 1, 47. Hey, y'all, hell. He'll tell you who his people is. I mean, listen. He comes to save his people. Who are these people he talking about? Now, start reading 25, 25, 40 of Matthew just to make it sound. Somebody will make it sound good in 25, verse 40. Matthew was 20, 20. I mean, that's why it's so important to support this man. What are we going to do? We're going to make sure you got the land. School, paper hall, the radio station, everything you need to work with uh, for your people. Your people, your bloodline people need to know what time of the time that he is today. Do you know what he said in 25 verse 40? Hey, what did he say on Matthew 25 verse 40? Look at Matthew 25, verse number 40 reads. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. You hear man say? He said, look at He said, the king going to say, As you have beat the back of my brethren, just like you beating the back of me. Hide you. If every time you beat my brethren, that's from the sentence of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, it's just like you beat my back. Huh? You remember back in the days when you had a, you sit around and tell a table and family, and one of your brothers and sisters of your bloodline come running inside the house with your nose bleeding. Everybody stop being there. What happened to you, boy? Uh, Jerry, he, he took that big old fist and just cocked me in my nose. Can he do that to you? See? And what you what 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 do your whole family? They immediately get up and they go and look for Jerry. So, you know what I'm the man is saying? You you think you can keep on continuing beating these people, beating their back? Israel is like every time you beat their back, don't you know? Get, they a big brother don't like it. You see? Don't like it. Same thing. That one of your siblings come running in, or family members come running in and put the nose all bleeding. You stop what you're doing. You won't get some revenge. But y'all why I'm making this claim to you. The revenge will come in Luke chapter 18, verse 7 and 8. But listen to y'all what I'm saying. He said, I'm going to take care of business, Bill. But he said, when I take care of the business, in the 18th chapter of Luke, verse 7 8, he said, will I find this when I come? Luke, chapter 18, verse 7 8, what's the hell? The book of Luke, chapter 17, verse number 7, verse number 8, read. Book of Luke 17, verse number 7. But which, but which of you? Having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, 
when he has come from the field, go and sit down to me. Verse number 8, he would not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may suit, and gird yourself, and serve me, till I have eaten and drunken, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Mm-hmm. Well, that just sounds real good, yeah, but I, I definitely kind of yeah. talked the ball on that. All right. I got it. You got it. Book of Luke, chapter, yeah. Book of Luke, chapter 18, verse 7 and 8. Luke, chapter 18, verse 7. And shall not yet quite avenge his, his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. Verse number 8. Tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith. Covenant keepers on the earth. You say, you know, I, I'm going to take care of, I, I'm going to take care of my, my end by being uh, yoke coming down to the bloodline of the children of Israel, uh, especially Jews. You know, okay, but when I come, how is it going to find you? How is it going to find you? That's what he makes. Well, I'm, I'm going to take care of this. But he said, when I come, how is I'm going to find you? Hmm? Will I find you lying over this Bible? Or will I find you a backbiter, murmur, complaining? Huh? Well, how, how will I find you? That was that. When you preach up to the 11, verse 6 of the book of Hebrews, the Israelites there, the question he asking, when I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to revenge you. But when I come, how will I find you? What what are you gonna be doing when I come back? Hmm. That's what he says. That's what he says when the up in eleven, verse number six. What do you say, Leo? Hebrew. The book of the Hebrews, book of the Israelites, chapter eleven, verse number six reads. The book of the Hebrews, chapter eleven, verse six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to Yahweh must believe that he is, that he is a reward of them. Diligently seek him. You see that? He said, when I come, how will I find you? You must believe this covenant. You must believe what you hear. He tell you what to believe, but you even tell you what to believe. And fifteen, fifteen and back. You know, well, I don't know what to believe no more. But then the Bible would tell you in your own mouth what you're supposed to believe. Huh? It tells you in fifteen, fifteen and back what you're supposed to believe. What does it say to hell? Book of Acts fifteen. Verse number fifteen reads. Acts chapter fifteen. Verse number 15 reads, Acts 15, verse 15. And to this agree the words of the seers as it is written. He tell you what to believe in. He tell you what to believe in. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm, but look, he's telling you what you're supposed to believe in. And he called and he tell you, if you do so, how he will stay out your brain. 
Second Chronicles 2020. Yo. See, once you understand, you got to believe the fear. What kind of way? As it is. What does that do for your head? What does it do for your head? You got to remember what it do for your head in 2020. Second Chronicles 2020. What does it do for your head if you believe the fear as it is? 20 verse 20, what does it say? Book of Second Chronicles, chapter 20. Verse number 20 reads, Book of Second Chronicles 20, verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and went from and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Yakda Judah, and you inhabitants of Yakda Judah. Believe in Yakwa, your Yakwa. So shall you be established. Believe in fears. So shall you prosper. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we love to say, I believe in Yahweh, but then you all come, come show by what about the fear? You ain't going nowhere unless you get fear, right? He said, yeah, believe in Yahweh. You both believe in Yahweh. And look what he got at the end of it. But you're not going to prosper until you believe in the fear. See? These things you must understand. All where I do, my, 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 yeah, your Yahweh can be all you want to say, Keith. Until you believe in your fear, you ain't got nothing coming. There is right there. Read it again, Hill. One more time. Second Chronicles 20, verse 20. Listen carefully what he's saying. The book of Second Chronicles 20, verse 20 reads They rose early in the morning went into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Yachtah Judah, and you inhabitants of Yachtah Judah. Believe in Yachtah, your Yachtah, so shall you be established. Believe in seers, so shall you prosper. Now you say that? So you can't hold the water and say, hold back the wind. You, 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 got, you got to believe what you just got through here. That was cool. That was Paul pulled. He pulled it right there. So Paul let you know, as I said before you, that uh, I'm not thinking on my own. I'm telling you what you're supposed to believe. So when we precept that to um, 927 of 1 Samuel, it tells you what to believe. See, we all over the place because what we try to do is jump past those fears. You can't get past those fears. Yahweh gonna blot it. He gonna knock it back to you. He gonna tell you it's an order of our day, just like you can't get past there. It's an order of our day. You gotta go through the process. The process is how you get Yahweh to intervene. Nine twenty-seven. Listen, chapter first Samuel nine twenty-seven. The book of First Samuel chapter nine, verse twenty-seven reads. As they were going down to the end of the city, the other seer said to Saul, Did the son pass on before? And he passed on. But send you still a while that I may show you the word of Yahweh. Yeah. The seer's job is to show you the word of Yahweh. That's his job, to show you. The word of Yahweh, that's it. That's, that's his responsibility. It's to show you what this book says. 
What time you in right now? That was his job to do. Show you exactly where you at right now. And first king, you know, chapter 17, verse 24. And what will come out of the mouth when you hear what the scripture saying? You hear what the scripture saying, what do you folks say that comes out of your mouth? We will see the Bible say you folks say. Right. First King 1724, what's the hell? Book of First King, chapter 17, verse 24 reads, And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this, I know that thou art a man of Yahweh, that the word of Yahweh in thy mouth is true. Yeah. So by this I understand you are a man of Yahweh. And that's, that's what a fear means. A man of Yahweh that can show you the signs of the past. And that's what Mordecai was doing. He was the man of the hour. He was showing the children of Israel the signs of the past. He seen Haman jumping all around. Knowing that Haman and Foe be in that position, he was not of the bloodline of the Hawaii people, the Samoan people. That's what they are today. That's the name they got now. They Japanic people, they don't know it. They don't even know who they are. Huh? But that's our job. The Hawaiian people get descended of Japanic people. The one you call Samoans, the one you offer these little islands over there, Israel over there too. We everything, but we know who you are. We know who everybody is. That's what we got to take. And we know what time it is for what to be done today. The time is now to get the base up. The time is now to look at look at what a Bible was reading and in the book of Micah 2, verse 10. got to understand what he's saying. You got a saying he told us here, put this in right for the time to come. What is that? Uh, Abel Felix in Micah 2, verse 10. In precept chapter 1, verse 18, verse 4 of the book called Revelation End Time Prophecy. Precept it. Micah 2, 10. Princess Israel. In precept chapter 18, verse 4 of Revelation. Come on. Micah chapter 2, verse 10. Arise you and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted, and it shall destroy you, even with the sword destruction. Revelation. Revelations chapter 18, verse 12. Verse 4. Verse 4. Revelations chapter 18, verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not the her plagues. Yeah. So you see, that's the entire problem. John was in truth. Right that way. You think, come up out of it. All the stuff you're trying to do in this world, come up out of it. You leave it alone. It's going to destroy you. 
It's going back now, uh, Elder. It's going back to Esther now. So Mordecai is still the same. We tell you what you're going to be, be doing right now. You're going to be hook, line, and single on Estadion's land school, paper hall, radio station. For the elders on the way out, and the ones right around the truth will be set up for these, for these young Israel, the Israelites. Go be able to bring their kids to school. And learn. Yes, we ain't doing no Christmas or Valentine's Day. We're doing what's written in Leviticus 23. We're going to put some branches on. The blessings in them branches. We're going to be talking that talk. And we know, and, and uh, give me a, uh, a bit, give me before you read what you're going to read. Give me Romans uh, 4.17 is getting warmed up. Give me 4.17 out the way first. What are we working with? We working with Romans 4.17. It's going to be a feeling. Romans 4.17, what are we working with? Romans chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even Yahweh, who quickened the dead and call it those things that which be not as though they were. Is that? We call it things we know it's not, but as it really is, but it's going to be by calling and advantage. A lot of land. Land is already there. Temple site, school, bank hall, radio station. got to put it out there. And you're going to watch the Finians come in and say, yeah, I see it. I, I see it. That can happen. That's how it's going to happen. Your grandmamas and your uncles is on the way about here. And they believe that they're going to be going up, up in the way, not knowing that John wrote in the 21st chapter of Revelation, everything coming down here. Not knowing Yahweh said in the 14th chapter of St. John, I'm going away, but I'm coming back here. I'm going to bring your game right back here. I'm going away with Palestine for you and bring it back to But we get up and quit standing and think we're going to be leaving here in a three-year, seven-year rapture. We're going to be out of here. The church is going to be about here. See? You see? And I must believe this kind of stuff. That is totally wrong. The other nation taught you that. But we come to build you up. Your kingdom of uh, a bill, baby. According to eleven twenty one, do it wrong. Do you know where your kingdom, where your heaven is at? You just gonna make it hell for you. Eleven twenty one to tell you exactly where your heaven is at. You just gonna make it hell to you. Heaven is enlarged in seven five thirteen. Eleven out of verse thirteen, the book of Isaiah. Huh? And you in it? You in a, in the grip of hell? But do you know? Once one time ago, what was your heaven? It's written. Deuteronomy 1121. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 21. That your days may be multiplied in the days of your children, in the land which Yahweh swore unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. The land that he's going to give you is, is the land is like heaven to you. Where? On the earth. Upon the earth. 
Bring it. This is what this is it for you. Yes. Well, child of Israel, see, Royal, you offer these measures thinking somebody gonna take you up up from the way? No. That is polluted. You were created here, and you're gonna be here. He's gonna turn your hell back into heaven once you wake up. You gotta wake up. You know? So now we're going back and watch old Mordecai do some waking up. So we find out that Mordecai, he, he, you know, he, he straight out his, his uh, niece, his daughter, and so look here now. We know you off in the big house, but you know your purpose, you were born to be in the big house, but to deliver the knockout books. We took that and know that. So now all that been taken care of. Now we're going, now we're going back to the ninth chapter, Elder. So now we see they, they woke up and they joined forces together and she had a candy before the king and told her what's really going on and they done some great things. So now, Let's see what happens to those that fit the trap up. And that's why it's so important to understand about what's coming up anyway. Matter of fact, let's back up to verse 8. Let's make it sound good, Elder. Let's back up to verse number 8. I know we stopped off on 9, verse 2, but let's back up to verse number 8. Speak of verse 9. And we'll, we'll read down. 17, because it's very important to you. No, we don't, need, we don't need verse 15 at all, because that can take us to another part. We we'll need 15 off. Look at 9 down to verse number 13. That's good enough. Let's look at Esther chapter 8, verse 9 to 13. What's the hell? Book of Esther, chapter 8, verse number 9 to 13. Read. Book of Esther, chapter 8. Verse number nine reads, And where the king's scribes called at the time in the third month, that is the month Shavani, on the three and twentieth day, thereof, and it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded unto Yachdah Judah, and to the lieutenant, to the deputies, rulers of the province, which are from India unto Ethiopia, a hundred twenty and seven provinces, to every province, according to the writing thereof, that to every people, after their language, and to the Yagda Judah, according to their writing, and according to their language. Verse number 10, he wrote in the king Ahasuerus' name, and sold it with the king's ring, and sent ladders by post on horseback, and riders on mules, camels, and young dromedaries. Verse number 11, wherein the king granted Yachda Judah, which were in every city, to gather themselves together, and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and provinces that would assault them, both little ones and women, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. Verse number upon one day in all the provinces of the king of Hasaris, namely upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month Adar, verse 13, the copy of the writing for a commandment to be given 
and every province was punished unto all people that Yahdai Judah should be ready against that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. Hey, that! So you see, you know, you know what really will happen? You know what really will happen here? Uh, put a mark there. Let's go to 16, chapter, verse 1. Of what is it going to happen here? What is it going to happen in 16, verse 1? What is it going to happen here? This precept at the 16, chapter of Proverbs come, and we come right back. He said, now he's telling us, God's got to do it. Benjamin Levi and Simeon, get ready to revenge your enemies. And that's the same thing we got to tell you. Always you're going to prepare your enemy, you got to come back to his book. You're going to, you can't organize no other way. Hmm? Can't organize no other way. Always you get revenge from your enemy, but Yahweh be sent over you, you have to keep any law, that is the command. He ain't going to pay you no never mind until your spirit is right. 16 verse 1, three with a bit of Proverbs. Three with a bit of the, the Proverbs 16, verse number 1 reads, the preparation of the mind in man and the answer of the tongue is from Yahweh. Verse number two. All, right. all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but Yahweh with the spirit. Verse number three. Commit your works unto Yahweh, and your thoughts shall be established. Verse number four. Yahweh has made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Verse number five. Everyone that is proud in mind is an abomination to Yahweh. So hand joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. One more verse. Verse number six. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of Yahweh, may depart from evil. You see that? So once you hear what the Bible is saying when the Bible is coming out, you got to get off and away from them, them plucked up spirits, you know, always murmuring, complaining. You got to put that down. Because everything has been orchestrated by Yahweh. And that's really... The, the meaning of this thing called pyramid. It's your lot. It means lot. What is your lot? Your, your lot is to hear his word and repent. But some got a lot to continue down that path of wickedness. See? But we got a lot from the pages of the book. But we know when you say it right on the page of this book. Now come on back to uh, Esther chapter 8, you know. Somehow Mordecai, he was on something. And what else in verse 16 and 17? Esther uh, 8, verse 16 and 17. Look at Esther chapter 8, verse number 16. Verse number 17 reads. Look at Esther chapter 8, verse number 16. You have got Judah had light and gladness and joy and honor. Verse 17. In every province and in every city, was a sale of the king's commandment and his decree came. Yahweh had joy and gladness, a feast, a good day, and many of the people of the land became Yahweh Judah 
for the fear of God Judah fell upon them. Hey, that you hear that? So you see what's going on? So you see the big days that's coming up is you supposed to have a joyful, a good day. Huh? See it? You see that? That's big talk here. And, and, and those, they became uh, they became followers of you. See what I don't do? See, I'm, I'm telling you how it's going to happen. I mean, still get happy to see how it's going to happen, but it's something you got to do. Now we're going back to 9 verse 2. This is what you got to do. See, this is what they did back on the left side of the book at 9 verse 2. What did they do at 9 verse 2 again, Hill? The book of Esther, chapter 9, verse number 2 reads, Yachad Judah gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus to lay hands on such as thought they were hurt. And no man could withstand them, for the fear of them fell upon all people. Yeah. So you, 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 you hear you, you, the man saying? I don't got half the hour. But, uh, go ahead and read. And what else are you doing in verse 3 down to verse 6? Esther 9, verse number 3. And all the rulers of the provinces, the lieutenants, deputies, and officers of the king helped Yagad Judah, because the fear of Mordecai fell upon them. Verse number 4. For Mordecai was great in the king's house, and his fame went out throughout all the provinces. Well, this man Mordecai waxed greater and greater. Verse number five. The Chakdad Judah smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword and slaughtered destruction and did what they would unto those that hated them. Verse number six. And in Shushan, the palace, Yakdad Judah slew and destroyed 500 men. Ain't that, ain't that nice? Ain't that nice? That's nice what we hear. I mean, you know, we always, you look for up a fair Vermont, and all you look at when you get your, your back beat. You know, you, you know, that's all you, you want you to look for to grab some chicken and, and get your back beat. You don't want to never hear none of this stuff of him. And that's what we bring to the Now, remember, this man uh, had people with him. Yeah, people with him. Now, I thought he had 10 songs. You know, uh, so look what happened. We'll pick up verse 10. What happened to Hamas? He had 10 songs. He, he ain't got over in the Fatic land and, you know, the, the Wai'i land, the Moors land. And he made a lot of babies over here. But let's see what uh, what happened in verse 10. We will be in that in verse 10. Okay. The book of Esther, chapter 9, verse number 10 reads, The ten sons of Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the enemy of Yagajah, slew they, but on, the, but on the spoil laid they not their hands. What do you mean by that? I mean, all, all the spoil, yeah, we don't eat them, read about none of it. Read about none of what you got going on. But, the ten sons was the descendants of Haman. He had ten sons. Where your daddy is, that's what you is. So he had ten sons. But guess what? They had to go too. Gotta go, gotta go. 
tongue. Okay? That, so that's the way it is. That was a lot. And they had ten tongues. They, you know, so they, what happened in verse 11? Let's, let's keep on reading a little bit more. I've got to have it again. What happened in verse 11? We'll keep reading now. Let's keep reading. We'll break in it. We might break in any given time there, you know. But what is, what is verse 11? So let's talk about 11 a little while. The book of Esther 9, verse number 11 reads, On that day, the number of those that were slain in Shushan, the palace was brought before the king. Number 12. Mm-hmm. And the king said unto Esther, the queen, Yahweh Judah have slain and destroyed 500 men in Shushan, the palace, and the ten sons of Haman, what have they done in the rest of the king's provinces now? What is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. What is thy request further? And it shall be done. Verse 13. Uh, hold on, Elf. Hold on, Elf. Hold on, Elf. Hold on, Elf. I got to get it. I got to get it in this area. I got to get it in this area. Hold on, Elf. 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 Hold on, Why in the world you just got to do it in here? 
What is right. this? That we have. Oh, hold on, dog. Now, what are you, what are you reading here? This precept that you, um, that's the Maccabees, um, 2, verse 1 and 16. What did you read here? What did you just got your friend in 1, 9 through 11? Let's preach up the Bible and find out what, what, what is you just brought to the table by precepting the Bible in the second book of Ezra. Give me the second book of Ezra, verse 1 and 16. What have you just got to say? Trump. 2, 1 and 16. Second book of Ezra, chapter 2. Verse 1 and 16. Verse 1. Thus said Yahweh, I brought this people out of bondage, and I gave them my commandment by my servant the seer, whom they did not hear, but despised my counsels. Verse 16. And those that be dead will I rise up again from their places, and bring them out of the graves, for I have known my name in Israel. Ain't that something? Read that again. I'm going to raise them. I'm going to raise them up. I didn't say I'm going to raise them up. He said, those that dead. Yes. He said, those that dead, I'm going to raise them up. Yes. Again. The one that's dead. Yeah. I'm going to raise them He got the spirit of those of old in his hands. See, you see Esther? The spirit of Esther is back here for the spiral home. Huh? She'll mm. be back here, but, but she's not going to know who she are. But guess mm. who's going to know who you are? So, the whole spirit going to recognize that spirit. Read that verse again. Second Ezra 2.16. What does it say? Second Ezra chapter 2, verse 16. And those that be dead will I rise up again from their places and bring them out of the graves. For I have known my for I have known my name in Israel. Mm-hmm. You I'm gonna raise, I'm, I'm raise those that are dead. I'm gonna raise them up again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna raise them up again. But they're not gonna know that they were already here. What's long time ago? They're not going to know it. You're the only one going to know it when you read 2 verse 1. That's who going to know who you are. I'm going to know when Esther comes before those fears. Mm-hmm. I'm going to know when Miriam comes before the fears. I'm going to know when Deborah comes before the fears. I'm going to mm. know these things. I'm yeah. going to be watching this book on you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching this book on you, and I'm going to recognize these spirits, because that's the lot of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So you see how important this thing is to get in where you get in at. I'm going to know who you are. I'm going to be watching this book on you. I'm not looking at your appearance. I won't know where you've been, where you're going. I won't know if you're about this Yahweh's business. I'm going to be watching you and see if you feel the spirit of what we just read everybody else for. Huh? Literally. But now come back and make sure we clear up uh, 
oppressors, Israel. In the sixth chapter, verse 10, whatever, this thing he's talking about, he's going to deal with. Who's this thing he's talking about? See, when you precept your Bible, you tell you about the thing. This thing is from old. Who's this thing? They ain't going to have no remembrance of themselves. You precept your Bible to Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 10, and 11. And then you'll find out in writing who this thing is. What does it say? Let's read from that. Precious Israel. Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. Verse 10, that which had been is named already, and it is known that it is a man. Neither may he contend with him that is mightier than he. Verse 11, seeing there there be many things that increase vanity. What is the what is man the better? So it, the thing come out is man. Yes. So what we read now, man, woman. Now give me one more. What he told Daniel the fear in twelve thirteen. What did he tell Daniel in twelve thirteen there? He told Daniel something. He looked Daniel eyeball to eyeball and told him something. In twelve verse thirteen. What did he say that though? Daniel chapter 12, verse 13. But go you the way till the end be, for you shall rest and stand in your lot at the end of the days. Ain't that something? So, Daniel, go your way, Daniel. You will be back at the end, Daniel. So Daniel's lot was to be back at the end. So Daniel is here at the end. We end the end. All these big dignitaries is back, but they don't know who they are. But guess who knows who they are? The seal. How how does seal know it? On the pages of this book. Nobody else. Now here it is, here. So we were reading we were reading the ninth chapter. We were reading about uh, Mother Esther. That's what we were reading about. She was she, she was off in there. She was off in there. Off, she was off in there. She was, she told everybody, pray we'll do all we can. I'm gonna take care of this business. And look, look how she's talking now in nine verse twelve. Look look at old old Mother Esther how she's talking in nine verse twelve. What's she saying? Let's read a little bit more. Are you know, Let's read a little bit more on this good conversation that she's talking about in verse 12 down to verse number. Let's keep reading. Verse 12. We're going to ask the chapter 9. Chapter 12 reads, And the king said unto Esther, the queen, Yahweh Judah have slain and destroyed 500 men, as you say, the palace, and the ten sons of Haman, what have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? And what is thy petition? And it shall be granted you. But what is thy request further? And it shall be done. Verse number 13. Then said Esther, if it please the king, let it be granted to God Judah, which I in shame, to do tomorrow also, according to this day, 
decree and let Hamilton's son be hanged upon the gallows. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, you didn't tell him so. This is, you know, you got, you got some women that will, when come down from y'all, well, they'll cut your head off. They'll do some damage to you. Yes. Yeah. 
See, we, okay, and we, we gather together to be a hell race. No, no, you got to start gathering together with this and him. And, and, and we send the president now. Y'all brought some of you right? Land school, banquet hall, radio station. Get, get in with this and him. Verse 15. The book of Esther 9, verse number 15 reads, For Yachad Judah, they were in Shushan, gathered themselves together on the 14th day also of the month Adam, and slew 300 men at Shushan. And on the prey, they laid not their hands. Verse 16. But the other Yachad Judah, that were in the king's province, gathered themselves together and stood for their lives, and had rest from their enemies. Slew of their foes, 75,000, but they laid not their hand on the prey. Verse number 17. On the 13th day of the month, Adar, and on the 14th day of the same rest of the day, made it a feasting and gladness. Verse number 18. We got Judah that were at Shushan assembled together on the 13th day thereof, and on the 14th thereof. And on the fifteenth day of the same, they rested and made it a day of feasting and gladness. Verse number nineteen. Therefore, Yachad Judah of the villages that dwell in the unwalled towns made the fourteenth day of the month Adam a day of gladness and feasting and a good day and of sending portions one to another. Verse number twenty. And Mordecai wrote these things and sent letters unto all Yachad Judah. That were in all the provinces of the king of uh, uh, both night and far. Verse 21, to establish this among themselves, to establish this among them, that they should keep the 14th day of the month Adar and the 15th day of the same yearly. Verse 22, hold that the days were Hold that hold that just for the national uh, tell the national audience exactly what we're talking about. Because, you know, you know what we remember? We remember New Year. We remember St. Uh, Valentine's Day and all, you know? But we don't even, we look, we got degrees on the wall, so. We don't graduate from all these old uh, big dignitary places. Do you know that you're supposed to be keeping a feast yearly? And the feast is called Pyramid. Means your lot. And you're supposed to be teaching your grandbabies, children, that if it was not for Mordecai and Esther, we wouldn't even be here today. They stood in the gap for us. And Mordecai, knowing the scripture saying, we're going to keep this day and it'll be a great day. Yearly. So this day, you're not going to hear it on the news. Because this is the day that you got your lick in. This is when you whooped Esau in his five tongues. Translate a day as the white man in the white box. You whooped him. So they don't never put it on TV about you whooping them. So we let you know, you got a lick in. But there's a feast coming up. And they're going to tell you when the feast coming up, how long will it be, and what it's about. Before we read verse 22. Do you, do you got a degree? Do you know you're going to keep this feast day? It's a reminder that you're supposed to be in the eyes of Esau and five sons, dead men and women, young and old. 
but yet why turn it into a blessing for you because Mordecai understood the scripture. And it's and it's me. She got high minded for a minute, but he told her this. Your lot, you here for this reason that you're pretty black self. Called today Benjamite of Jamaica. And look just like the Hawaiian people. He's now you here to deliver the knockout blow and let King know what Haman has really been. Haman has stood up in the store all of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, old and young. She said, well, I can't go before the king right now because they ain't my time. He said, look here, woman. You're my daughter. You're my niece. He said, you know what? You're right. He said, look, y'all do a three-day fast, brother. Do the same thing uh, Yahweh did in 12, 30, 40, in the great period be like, don't nobody eat nothing. I'm going for that king. I'm going to talk to that king for my beautiful black self. You see that? That's it. It's come up again. So now, yeah. So, so far, what's going What is this day, Pim? What is, when is it? When is the day right here on our time right now? Let's talk about it for a minute. Here for the national understanding. This, this is big business. Are you getting ready to do this is a reminder of what Yahweh will do if you get yourself right. And you both have a good day for two days. You both have your schedule set. You got to make sure you're doing this thing. You know? There was more to Cairo. But you know what? We walked in one out of We don't know nothing about this. Talk about it here. Take about five minutes to talk about it before we read verse 22. Come on. Okay, uh, <laughs> we're looking at uh, the 12th month, according to what the calendar we're looking at today would be um, March, what they call March, because we know according to the um, Exodus 12, verse number 1 and 2, the first month of the year would be ABM, ABM is equivalent to um, what we know as April. So the 12th month would be March. So the two days that they ordained was the 14th and the 15th. We know according to Yaqua's timeline that our feast, uh, we cover our feast from evening to evening. So the 14th day and the 15th day of the uh, month of April would be what we call Purim which according to what we already know is is lots. And we know according to uh, Mor- uh, Mordecai, it was two lots, one for uh, Yachdai Judah and one for Haman, the, the five sons of Esau. Back over to you, see ya. I guess we could read a little bit of that. Uh, Amen, Phoebe. <laughs> Let's look at it, the book of Exodus, chapter 12, right quick. Verse number one and two. Let's just cover a little bit of this right quick. Exodus 12, 
Exodus 12, verse 1 and 2. Sister A, B, F, C, V, C, Roy. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Yes, ma'am. Okay, verse 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Exodus 13, 4. What month is we looking at? Exodus chapter 13, verse 4. This day came you out of the month, came out in the month Abib. April. So A B would be the first month of the year, as Yahweh say to you. We know that he was speaking to uh, through Moses and Aaron to the twelve tribes of Israel. So I tell Israel, the first day first month of the year is what we call April today. Yeah. Biblically speaking, it was called the month of A B. And we know that that is the first month of the year to you. Verse number 10, Exodus 13, 10. Let's just kill a little bit of this time here. Exodus 13, verse 10. Sister A, B, Phoebe, C, Royal. Exodus chapter 13, verse 10. You shall, therefore, mm-hmm. you shall therefore keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. So according to as Mordecai and Esther ordained that they would do this parade, which is lot, one for Haman and one for the five sons of Esau, which we know today as the white man and the white woman of the bloodline of Esau. But let's look at the book of Leviticus 23. First number one and two, Sister A.B. Leviticus 23, verse number 1 and 2. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1 and verse 2. Verse 1. And Yahweh spake, spoke unto Moses, saying, verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of Yahweh, which you shall proclaim to be righteous convocation, even these are my feast. Drop down to verse number 32, Sister A.B. Let's see how we uh, deal with, Yaquah commanded us to deal with his feast. Verse number 32. Let's see how we deal with his feast. Leviticus 23, verse 32. Leviticus 23, verse 32. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and you shall afflict your soul. In the ninth day of the month, at eve, from eve until eve, shall you celebrate your Sabbath. So we uh, celebrate our high days, right? Yes. From evening to evening. Let's cover that. Let's see about these high days in the book of Sarat right quick. So say, Phoebe, let's kill a little bit of this time here. The book of Sarat. Let's see what we want. So, right, 33, and let's pick it up at verse number. Mm, let's see where we're going to start this. Pick it up at verse number. Pick it up at verse number one. Let's read a little bit. 
Sarai 33, verse number 1 through 9. Let's say you've been Phoebe of C. Royal. Book of Sarai 33, verse number 1 through 9. Let's peep that. Because uh, we just read in the book of Leviticus that Yahweh, the Most High Yahweh, says, These are my feet. <laughs> They're not uh, ordained by any man, right? You know, right. These feet were ordained by the Most High Yahweh. All right, see you back. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. I was back all the time, you But the point we making, excellent, is show you how this word has to be distributed. Because the elders know his lot. He must reach the young line teachers and get them a prayer for their lot. This is the big business that got to be done. So, understand one thing. It's time now. What time it is now? Understand one thing. You got a feast day coming up right now. Have you called in for your job and told them that I'm going to keep this? Or you, are you going to get past you again? Your time going to run out. It's time now to join in and do some Bible, but y'all want to do some what he got written. He's going to do it. Come back to verse uh, 9.22 again there, yo. Back to 9.22. So remember, this feast day, when I was looking at why the elder was so living, see, it's 12 months. See, we think it's 12 months. It's totally different, but the 12 months is, is coming up. It's our, it's our March. So this feast come up in March. See, when you go A, B of number 1 and uh, down to the... Um, 12 months is March. This thing is, is the March. March, the 13 and 14, which we, which we mean, you know, the sun set down, the 12 months. It, it just happens in March. This feast day is in March. Have you put in for your days off for March for two days? Did you do it? Oh, no, I forgot. See? Time will run out. So become humble. This is very important. Watch this. Watch how important this thing is when the other girl read verse 22, 922. Let's read. 922, read with the The book of Esther, chapter 9, verse 22 reads As the days when Yaka Judah rested from their enemies, and the month which was turned unto them from sorrow to joy. And from morning to a good day, that they should make them days of feasting and joy, and of sending portions one to another, and gift to the poor. Verse 23. Hold that point. Hold that
Isaiah chapter 14, verse 32. What shall one then answer the messenger of the nation? That Yahweh have founded Yahdah Judah on, and the poor of his people shall trust in it. The poor of his people is Judah. That's where you both be enlightened. Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon. That's the poor of the Israelites. Israel, the Israelites. We, we send you a, a gift and to the poor right now. Spiritually. To let you know, wake up. It's time for you to keep this feast day. You got to keep this right here. You got to make sure your job know in advance. If you're still up at age and still working, now, I got to be off on these two days. I want to be in this number. Six the morning camp. Got six locations. Get in one of them. This is big business here. Verse 23 here. The book of Esther, chapter 9, verse 23 reads And Yachtah Judah undertook to do what they had begun, and as Mordecai had written unto them, Verse 24, because Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all Yachdah Judah, had devised against Yachdah Judah to destroy them, and had cast her, that is, the lot, to consume them and to destroy them. Verse 25, when Esther came before the king, he commanded the latter, that is, wicked device, which he had devised against Yachdah Judah, should return upon his own head, that he and his son should be hanged on the gallows. Hold that point. Hold that point. Hold that point. You see that? This is a woman. This is Mother Esther. You see what she said? She said, look here. You know, I'm not in a, you know, turn. No, no, no. You see that? The same thing that was to be done to my people, let it be done to um, remember, these are called Hawaii people today. The Japhetic people, the Medes and the Persians, these are, these are, the Medes was, people, they called the one over in Hawaii, you know, off in the little islands over there. You know, uh, for example, you know, like, with that guy named, that was the name Rock, you know, um, whatever his name is, these people right here. That's what he was. He was one of these Samoan people, you know. You know, I know his dad was Jewish, but he did go get him a, you know, one over there. That's the talking. She wasn't for the king. So the king, look at him. The king, what should I do? He should do the same thing they're going to do to us. Do it to him. See, that's kind of, that's kind of stuff he's talking about. All these apologetic women, you know.
Verse 27. Yachtah Judah ordained and took upon them and upon their seed and upon all such as joined themselves unto them so as it should not fail that they would keep these two days according to their writing and according to their appointed time every year. Verse 28. That these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation every family, every province, every city, that these days of parade should not fail from among your Judah, nor the memorial of them perish from their seed. Verse 29. Then after the queen, the daughter of Abahael, and Mordecai of Yadah Judah, wrote with all authority to confirm this second letter of Parim. Verse number 30. And he sent the letters unto all Yachtah Judah, to the 120 and seven provinces of the kingdom of Ahasuerus, with words of peace and truth. Verse 31. To confirm these days of Parim in their times of appointment, appointed according to Mordecai, Yachtah Judah, Esther, the queen, had enjoined them, as they had decreed for themselves, for their seed, the matter of the fasting and their cry. Verse 32. And the decree of Esther confirmed the matter of Purim, and it was written in the book. And, and we read it out of the book. Read verse 28. The book of Esther, chapter 9. Verse 28 reads, That these days to be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, every city, that these days of Purim should not fail from among Yachtah Judah, though the memorial of them perish from their seed. You see, you see the man saying, now look, look, we got degrees on the wall, we got the ethnic jobs and all that retirement and halfway there and all that stuff and we ain't got a clue then we know who we are um in the book of Thomas verse 3 you know, you are informing the national audience something they need to know in the book of Thomas verse 3 which informed this national audience over 900,000 strong what's that WCC here it's more than that in the room but we ain't gonna carry you well okay uh, and Thomas verse three. What do what do Yahweh look Thomas eyeball to eyeball and say to me first? Hey, what are you saying in Thomas verse three? The book of Thomas, verse number three reads, Yahweh the Son said, If those who lead you say to you, See the kingdom is in the sky, then the birds of the sky will precede you. If they say to you, it is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is inside of you, and it is outside of you. When you come to know yourself, then you will become known. And you will realize that it is you who are the sons of the living Yahweh the Father. But if you will not know yourself, you dwell in poverty, and it is you who are that poverty. 
when you don't know yourself, you is, I don't care, I don't care if you can't find your ten dollars. You got your turtle wax you can shine the collar. If you don't know yourself, you in poverty. Huh? You don't know yourself. You don't know you are biblical your Christ with the Bible. And you and your lot is to make sure your offspring understand that it was not for people to call today Jamaican. You wouldn't even be here today. They stood in the gap for you. And you can't even go keep the beat, they and understand what to teach your offspring. You waiting on the other nations to tell you about what you gonna be doing. Huh? You ain't willing to make them tell you that Yahweh ordered you to do uh before we read that, hey, hey Bill, give me give me the book of number fifteen thirty seven down to verse forty. Hold that from you when you get that. Hey uh, in the book of chapter two verse five, do you know so you understand something about the core of Yahweh's Judah? The lead tribe. That was that was saying in the book of Jasher two verse five. Book of Jasher, chapter two, verse number five reads. Book of Jasher, chapter two, verse number five. Book of Jasher two, verse five reads. Every man made his Yahweh, and they bowed down to them. And the son of a man forsook Yahweh of the days of Enosh and his children. And the anger of Yahweh was kindled on account of their works and abominations which they did in the earth. Uh-huh. Now, now you, you see, you read chapter 2, verse 5 Chapter 2, verse 5. Hallelujah, Well, well, we got it. We got to put a 216 on that one because uh, we will delayed taking the chapter 2 verse 5. But we need to hear what we need to hear out of that. So what uh, we do, we'll, we'll, we'll put a giant 216 on that one. And give me time, we'll come back with that one a little bit later. Now, once you know who you are, that's when the change come, come like uh, Sam Cook said. Change is going to come when you know who you are. Once you know you are the children of the book, and you know your lot, then you won't be worried about their lot because you know your lot. Do you know what your lot is if you know you are a member of bloodline of the 12 tribes of Israel, Exodus chapter 1, 1 down in verse 7? Do you know you got a lot? For Yahweh to recognize you. And what do you say, A.B.L.C. in 1537 down to verse 49? Let me show you your lot. Numbers chapter 15, verse 37 to 40. Number 15. One ordinance shall be both for you and for of the congregation, and also for the stranger that sojourneth with you an ordinance forever in your generations. As you are, so shall the stranger be before Yahweh. Verse, uh, oh, I would, I'm, I'm reading, I'm sorry, wait a minute, let me go back. 1537, I'm sorry. 
verse 37. <laughs> and Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 38, Speak unto the children of Israel, and bid them that they make their fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations, and that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of blue. Verse 39. And it shall be unto you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of Yahweh and do them. And that you seek not after your own minds and your own eyes, after which you use to go a hoarding. Verse 40 that you may remember and do all the commandments and be righteous unto Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. See, although you wear the bridges for beauty, because that's your lot, but really that's the blessing he gave you to recognize who you really are. It ain't like, he basically, you know, Miller, everybody was a was brown color until the end of 25, 25, the only one that was made totally different was Esau and Esau's son. Translated today as the white man and white woman. Genesis 25, 25. So it wasn't based upon you, uh, the, you know, the fringes is for him to recognize you understand you going to do his week. So when you read 22 verse, uh, 22 verse 12 there, a, B, or B. What's that in Deuteronomy 22, verse 3? Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 12. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 12. You shall make you fringes upon the four quarters of your venture, vester, wherewith you cover us yourself. He said, that word means, means garment. Your garment, you make sure you put fringes on, you cover yourself. The fringes is the blessing of Yahweh. Because he told a people called the bloodline of Israelite to our tribes in Israel, and that is your lot. You know, I don't leave home without them. You know why? Because the blessing is in the fringes. We can go on and on with that, but the woman they had an issue. She said, well, if I just contest his, uh, his garment, them fringes, you know, I'll be made whole. See, I'm tired of paying Doc Cook. You know, she said, I'm tired of paying Doc Cook all my money. The blessings in the fringes. But see, our history is not being told. We know about everybody else's history. But we know nothing about ourselves. We don't know who we are and what our responsibility that's why we come on the broadcast humble to show you some things. So now, when when the elder looks at First Peter chapter two verse one, do you understand this thing is basically a predestination? Your lot has already been told. Now it got to be rehearsed back to you again. Now the chief thing of nation of Israel was on the clock, elder. And First Peter chapter two verse one, let's look at some some things that he did say. He said some things there, El. Need to read the walk down through memory lane on what he said to Israel, the Israelites. Two, one, three, look at El. 
of peace. The book of First Peter, chapter two, verse number one reads: Book of First Peter, chapter two, verse number one. Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and, hypo- and hypocrisy, envy and all evil speaking, verse number two, as newborn babes desire the sincere of the word that you may grow thereby. Verse number three, if so, if so be, you have tasted that Yahweh is gracious. Verse number four, to whom cometh as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of Yahweh and precious. Verse number five, you also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a righteous priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice. Acceptable to Yahweh by Yahweh the Son. Verse number six. Wherefore also it is contained in the scriptures, Yahweh and Yahweh Judah, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believes on him shall not be confounded. Verse number seven. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builder disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Verse number eight. And a stone of stumble and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, and disobedient, whereto also they were appointed. Verse number nine. But you are a chosen generation. That's what I want. That's what I want. Verse eight. Read verse eight again, the book of First Peter 2, verse number 8 reads, And a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumbled at the word, in disobedience, whereunto also they were appointed. See, you got some that they locked, they've been, they, they locked is to come at this word and they always going to be disobedient. When you hear the word come out, they still is going to pay it no never mind. But in First Peter chapter 2 verse 2, what it says in verse 2 and 3, First Peter chapter 1 verse 2 and 3. And I'm going to back up to verse 1 to see who is he talking to. Let me say this in First Peter chapter one, verse two and three, then back up to verse one. The book of First Peter chapter one, verse two, and verse number three reads: First Peter chapter one, verse number two. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of Yahweh the Father, through the through the sanctification of the Spirit, to obedience. Of the blood of Yahweh the Son, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Verse number three. Blessed be Yahweh and Father of our Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Yahweh the Son from the dead. Verse number one. Peter, an apostle of Yahweh the Son, to the stranger scattered. Rapuntus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. 
You see that? So you see what people are right now? The strength of just scattered. He's to you with all these places, all these places you remember. The places they've taken you to, you was already there anyway. To the strength of just scattered. Huh? But in verse 2, but you was the one that was elect according to the full knowledge. He knew you were going to go off into the trouble you were in today. He already knew it. He already knew it. So uh, before you read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, Elder, hey, um, Prince is going to give a closing statement after, after we come and go and read 30 verse 4, uh, Jeremiah 30 verse 4. See, you, we got to understand this thing. Jeremiah 30 verse 4. Listen real good. Remember this word right here? The elect. According to the full knowledge of Yahweh, full knowledge. That means what you're going through is already been your lot. But it's up to you to hear the word and return back to the word. So you got to understand about this Bible when you read it. This whole book is about Jeremiah 30 verse 4. What is that? What is that? Jeremiah 30 verse 4. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 4. And these are the words that Yahweh spake concerning Israel and concerning Yahweh Judah. Yeah. When you read this Bible, this is the rise and the fall of southern kingdom, Judah, northern kingdom, Israel. When you read this Bible, this is the Bible that's really telling you about, but we think it's, all, it's about everybody here. Everybody got a role to play. You got to know what you this is the rise and fall of you and the return of you. Remember that word called full knowledge? Watch the precept on it. We don't get the precept on that full knowledge. Because he's trying to tell you something. Wake up. Think of verse 7, 16. 30 verse 16 is real a little bit. Is that, uh, where is this one? Same book, Jeremiah 30. Same okay. book, Jeremiah 30 verse 16. It's real a little bit. Okay, Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Read with it. Okay, Jeremiah 30, verse 16. Therefore, all they that devour you shall be devoured, and all thine adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity, and they that spoil you shall be a spoil. And all they, all that prey upon you, Will I give for a prey? Verse 17. For I will restore health unto you, and I will heal you in your wounds, saith Yahweh, because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Yahweh Judah, whom no man seeketh after. Verse 18. Thus said Yahweh, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Israel, Israel's camp, and have mercy on his dwelling places. And the city shall be built upon her own heap. And no, and the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. Verse 19. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them and they shall not be few. 
I will also glorify, honor them, and they shall not be small. Verse 20. Hold that point. Hold that point. Hold that point. Now read verse 21. Now 21. Verse 21. Yeah, 21. Verse 20. Jeremiah 30, 21. And their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governors shall proceed from the midst of them. And I will cast I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engaged his mind to approach unto me, saith Yahqua? Now, have a home in verse 20. Verse 20. Jeremiah thirty twenty. Their children also shall be as aforetime. And their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all that oppress them. Yes. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, 
when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. And I say hallelujah for the word and the reading of his word and for the seer and all the congregation and for those that are coming forth. Fear not. Hallelujah. 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 Hey. Used to run the whole world, and the whole world bought them ten percent. 
Huh? It's a record on. He said it's written in the record. Now we go to grammar school, high school, and college degree. Even law enforcement, armies, and everything else. And we never know that people that look just like African American Negroes of old and now used to be in charge. That's right. So that's why when we read the close thing by the elder, the 59th chapter, 19 to 21, this is what's going to be taught in the school and the temple of Yahweh's voice of the Jewish life. We're going to bring you from the dead to understand you was a, once was a great people, but you have failed by walking away from the law, statutes, and the commandments. So we try to build you back up. Close statement, elder, after you read 59, 19 to 21, what does it say of Isaiah? Book of Isaiah, chapter 59, verse number 19 to 21, read. Isaiah 59, verse number 19. So shall they fear the name of Yahweh from the west, his greatness from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of Yahweh shall lift up a standard against him. Verse number 20. And the Redeemer shall come to Yahweh Judah, and unto them that turn from transgression in Israel, save Yahweh. Verse 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, save Yahweh, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth, but out of the mouth of your seed, but out of the mouth of your seed, seed, save Yahweh from his poor and forever. Hey, that's why we come humble. We try to get to the seed of the 12 tribes of Israel. You ain't always been with your hat in your hand and the beggars of this year and today. Once upon a time ago, the world brought you their 10%. Huh? They brought you the 10%. You see? Keep that in your mind. You got to be restored back to your brain. You once was there. And you got an opportunity to come back up on the yacht while I was there with you. Hey, yo! Down your part in grand style, address the master order on your clothes and come out. To the four corners of the globe. Love the way it rolled out there, still. Great lesson. To the four corners of the globe. <laughs> to the four corners of the globe. Twelve tribes scattered to every corner of the globe. Yaquah be with you, and Yaquah bless you. Hallelujah, Yaquah. Hallelujah, Yaquah. Hallelujah, Aqua. Hey, Hallelujah, Aqua. But I'm going to try to tell you, listen, get in where you fit in at. Wherever your lot is up on the Yahweh's voice number two is right, get in where you fit in at. This is your lot. You hear for these days. Everybody in the Bible was as good or bad as back today. Yahweh cut that spirit back off of the backbiters are still here today. The, mor- the Mormons and the companions is here today. But also the ones that can do Yahweh's will is here today, too. And still got the spot. All the ones that do Yahweh's will on doing one thing. Advance this ministry, help your loved ones before they shut them down, and the ones stand who they really are and their responsibility. Help us help you. Donate to this ministry. 
Donate. Free will offer donations. Get them 10% in that PayPal until we got other options open for you. We're doing a good will for y'all. The blessing will come. Catch y'all tomorrow night, same time, 6 o'clock. So y'all want peace to all from the, the elders and the mother, the sister, and the young line people. Hallelujah, wah. Hallelujah, wah. Hallelujah, wah. Till tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Come on.